barbecue sauce on my today's. Thinking about a widow book called Sundial. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not going to start this podcast off with, with uh, you know, a little story because I feel like this book is a little dark. Imagine someone coming in to this podcast for the first time. This is their first listen. They're like, what the fuck is going on? You're going to talk like that the whole time? I could. You should. I got a new, we got a new guest on the podcast. Hello, my name is Peter Bowinko. Ooh, that doesn't sound right. (laughs) You lost it. You were doing really well. Wow, I only highlighted one thing. I think I highlighted a few. Um, There's only two. Because of the nature of this, you know what? We can start this off a little silly, funny, funky fresh. We are once again putting the literature back in lewd literature. Yeah, that's true. Teehee is so funny, funky fresh. We're hilarious. Um, (laughs) I I had someone find out about um, lewd literature and they went, literature is like like such a great name and they went and then like a little while later this was on instagram mm. um they dm'd me and they were like oh <laughs> it's 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 about lady books <laughs> like, what what so they... it's about sexy lady books <laughs> and i was like yes. what did they think the lewd stood for i don't know maybe they've never heard that word in their life well then why would they think it was a good title i guess because they thought it was like catchy oh this is the. Uh, speaking of that, let's just run the clip. Run the clip. This is the literature bitch. I think they're turned on right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm what are we for my next laser? Are we gonna name her Bertha? No, 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 because it's gotta go away. Yeah, but we my can next still name her. December 9th. That seems far. I know, because I don't have pussy hair anymore, bro. I get that shit zippity zapped off. I need to make more. Where's my long arm hair? Oh my god, where is it? Where'd he go? You'll find him. He'll come back. What if he fell out? I'll be actually like genuinely upset. We're gonna have to reschedule <laughs> this at this episode. It's late. It's late right now, babe. Hairs come and hairs go. No, but that one's my long arm hair. <laughs> Did you pull it out? <laughs> Why would I do that? <laughs> I mean, if a hair falls out, oh, my husband must have pulled it. He, oh my god, not, I actually don't think it's here. Not the <laughs> hat took its course. My husband went out of his way to do Yeah, it's the circle of life. But it was so long. It's and I pet it every day like this. Life. Then why did you only just notice it's gone? I think I'm, I must have rubbed off in the shower. I'm never showering again. <laughs> I loofed myself. You think that's what did it? Yeah. I think he'll come back. If you love something, let it go. I know, and but if I'm it comes, a really hard time letting it go. <laughs> I know. It's if you're new fresh. here, I've had this long hair on my arm that I really, really enjoyed. Have petting. we talked about it? Yes, because okay. I had it during the podcast, and I don't have my vape on me anymore, so I need something to stimulate my. Oh soul. yeah, did we talk about how you quit vaping? Is that not him right there? No, it's down. It's down here. <laughs> I thought it was like up here. Look, see, it looks like it's this one, but it's cut. Oh. That's gotta be him. But it's cut. Who the fuck cut my arm hair? My long <laughs> arm hair. Stop it. You didn't actually cut it. Don't say that. Did you cut it? Be honest. <laughs> Are you hot? You did a silly face. Because you're accusing me of cutting your I didn't say shit until you made a silly face. <laughs> and that raised my suspicion. Look at him. He's looking down on this phone. <laughs> You know what? Anyways, yeah, so I quit vaping. <laughs> do, do we want to start over or are you good? No, that's fine. No. This is part of life. You're, you see, now you're embarrassed because the fans are going to know that. <laughs> They're going to come for Dave. You did what? You your did arm what? hair? <laughs> Not the long arm hair. That's an important part of the culture of lewd literature. Anyways, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want okay. to Okay, that's okay. We don't have to talk about it, because you know what we are talking about? 
Sundial. Sundial, a book by our girl, Catriona Ward. Yeah, Miss Ward came out with um, this new book, Sundial. You can, if you're watching, you can see the cover here. It's actually gorgeous. Love the cover. Came out March of this year, 20 of the 22. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to read the book description. Please do. I'm ready. Sharp as a... S- I already fucked up. It, that was it, but I got scared. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean you got scared? I'm sorry. I don't know. I'm sorry for my spooks. lack of reaction. I'm, I'm mourning my arm hair. I'm... It's okay. I'll be fine. Read the synopsis and then I'll, I'll be better Synopsis? Okay. <clears throat> Sharp as a snake bite, Sundial is a gripping novel about the secrets we bury from the ones we love most. From Catriona Ward, the author of The Last House on Needless Street. You can't escape what's in your blood. Rob has spent her life running from Sundial, the family's ranch deep in the Mojave Desert, and her childhood... Mojave? Mojave? Yeah. Is it actually? Yeah. Oh. Mojave Desert and her childhood memories. Uh, But she's worried about her daughter, Callie, who collects animal bones and whispers to imaginary friends. It seems... Oh, it reminds her of a darkness that runs in her family, and Rob knows it's time to return. Callie is terrified of her mother. Rob digs holes in the backyard late at night and tells disturbing stories about growing up on the ranch. Soon, Callie begins to fear that only one of them will be leaving Sundial alive. That's it. Um, there are trigger warnings, I believe, for animal abuse. Yeah, and like severe um, childhood abuse. Childhood abuse, childhood trauma, yeah, and relationship abuse. abuse. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Domestic violence. Yes, emotional and physical. Yeah. Well, <sighs> hopping right into it, I we're going to do the same thing, I think, where we try and keep it a little, let's give like a little bit of a spoiler-free review before we tell the folks they gotta shut the shit down because we're gonna this is the same author that wrote the last house on needless street so if you listen to that episode yeah you kind of had to shut it down because catriona miss ward loves to give us these spiraling twists and turns yeah you think one thing it ends up being another so without giving any spoilers how did you feel about this book i liked it i it it wasn't as impactful as the last house on needle street which mm-hmm. makes me kind of sad because we are shitting pissing throwing up about the last house on needle needless street catriona ward herself said that you know we are very you know intellectual and whatever you know mm-hmm. she said the girls that get it get it and we got it so i'm feeling a little disappointed because i feel like maybe i didn't get this one yeah which is something that you've been saying we kind of been yeah diddly daddling in a little conversation about it um and but i thought it was a it's very thought provoking and i do like books that like it'll stick with me for a long time yeah and if someone like makes a video being like oh i want to talk about sundial like i'll listen to it because yeah because i want to know other people's opinions yeah i feel the same way um i was honestly excited to talk to you about it mostly because when i was done reading it i was like am i missing something that's kind of the feeling I got while not only reading the book, but also while finishing it. Yeah. The ending, like, she got me in the last five minutes. I really liked how it ended. Me too. But <laughs> it wasn't where I was expecting the story to go and not necessarily in a good way. Do you know what I mean? Gasp. No. I disagree. But that's okay. Okay. No, no, no. Okay, it's spoiler just alert. Spoiler alert. Now, let's talk about the ending. <laughs> As we do always. Um... No, the ending was iconic. It's okay. very much like it's no. I'm just all I'm seen. saying is it's just not what I where I was expecting the story to go, and yeah, like yeah. I get that it went there but and I it was like an what? interesting twist I didn't see coming, but I wasn't like it didn't give me the same impact of like oh my god I need to go back and reread <gasps> the whole book. I just had an epiphany. What? Remember how? So we okay 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 just for the people so that they are caught up. We were having a conversation because there's a conspiracy theory right. that Rob in the book is actually Jack. who's Her Rob's, twin sister. Her twin sister, which if you haven't read the book, <laughs> the fuck? Anyways, <laughs> um, so, so there's a conspiracy theory that Rob is actually Jack. Do you want me to read what the little... Yes, but let me tell you my epiphany first oh, before okay, I forget. Yes. Um... The both of the daughters, Annie and 
Callie. Callie both have the same loopy whoopy ideologies as Jack, right? Like they're both kind of crazy. Oh my god, there's a fucking hair in my eye. Wow. <laughs> Anyways, um, the pink nightlight. Jack couldn't sleep without it. And Annie has the pink nightlight. That's what she keeps, like, I don't know, whatever fucking poison she was trying to kill. Miss, whatever the fuck her name is. It was diabetes medication or something. No, I don't think she's... It was was Rob's pills. But, like, so she kept the nightlight. But did Rob keep it and give it to Annie or... Yeah, but why does she need it? Jack needed it. So, of course, Jack is going to keep it more than Rob would. Because mm-hmm. even remember when Rob goes back when um, Jack is pregnant and she goes back to the to Sundial to, like, take care of her and shit. And she, like, fixes the room because the room is, like, all creepy and twisted. And, and Jack's weird. hiding her drugs in the nightlight. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So it's kind of like... And this is what I mean by, like, I mean, I have goosebumps now because I feel like... <laughs> I just kept feeling like I was on the verge of understanding what was going on. Yeah. But then it kind of turned around and like that thing didn't come into fruition or they kind of, I felt like it was dropped or I wasn't fully was picking up on like the innuendo. It, it was very, because I feel like in the last house in Needless Street, it was very obvious at the end what was going on. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I get it. And I wonder if Catriona was like, I want to do the same thing, but make it way more vague so that yeah. people actually have to really truly think about it yeah. to get to what um, you're talking about. And even like, even like finding the old letters that like Jack wrote – Rob couldn't find the letters. She never found the letters. And then all of a sudden, now Rob can just go into the graveyard and dig the grave and find the box. I know exactly where it is. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like... I'm exploring it. Yeah, I think that this book was a lot more subtle. Yeah. And I almost feel like this is one of those books that you need a pin board... And like sticky notes and string to figure out. Do you I know feel what I like mean? Too is this would be a really good book for like a group of people where you yeah. read a couple chapters and then like discuss, like a true, true fucking book club. Yeah, where people are like talking about it and tr- yeah. writing notes and trying to figure out like what is like happening. Mm-hmm. Because I think yeah, like I think and honestly. Oh my god! Whoa! Sorry. Um. Honestly. <laughs> Um, Last House on Needless Street, I don't want to say I, like, read it slower, because I think I read Sundial in about the same amount of time, but, Mm -hmm. like, and not that I felt rushed going through Sundial, but, like, The Last House on Needless Street, like, I was picking up on things along the way. Whereas in this one, I feel like I was trying to guess what was going to happen and I wasn't picking up on the little clues along the way. Yeah. As much as I, because I anticipated a big reveal at the end, like yeah. what she did with the last house on Needless Street. Yeah. So I'm not picking up on all these tiny little clues that she's yeah. leaving in the writing because she did the same thing in last house on Needless Street. But like, then there was like obvious things in the last house on Needless Street when it came to like the TV, for example, like you could tell. What was going on on, on the, the TV. Too. Yeah, the well, I was going to say the rug, too. But, like, the TV was almost like a portal in between, like, real world and mind world. Yeah. And, like, by the end of the book, you're like, holy shit, this puzzle piece, this puzzle piece. Like, yeah. she was telling us the whole time. Yeah. Whereas in this one, I feel like at the end, you're still trying to figure out what the puzzle pieces are painting it's the like picture we of do you know from, what i mean it's like we went from a 1000 piece puzzle to a 5000 piece puzzle i feel like <laughs> we went from a puzzle w- with a clear picture to like a puzzle but then you also have to like put the pieces together and then also figure out what the picture is of yeah because by the end you get this reveal but it's almost and you've put the pieces together and now that reveal makes sense but it's like figuring out like what all those clues were 
also alluding to, because that, uh, how do I explain this? A lot of the stuff happened in the past, right? We're going between past and present. So I feel like we get this plot reveal in the present, but because the past was so messy and we had these very messy things going on and everyone was lying, I feel like the puzzle pieces are a little bit jumbled in the past. So even though we're getting this reveal in the future, like for example, we don't actually know what's going on with Jack and Rob. Were they switched? Were they not? That's never actually yeah, like, like revealed. revealed. Or I don't think there's any puzzle pieces that actually explain that. It's just guessing. Yeah. And then what you're saying with the lamp, like that's not something that's, or the nightlight, that's not something that feels obvious to me. Yeah, but at the end of the book, she goes, I saw the nightlight glowing from the other lady's house. Yes. So it's like, like it is kind of important, and it's an yes, but that's what I mean. Book. But for why? For what? Like, does that make maybe it's like a symbol for a Jack? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but does that make Annie Jack's daughter? Does that mean that Rob is Jack? Does that mean that Jack brought the nightlight, and now Annie? Like, why did? How does Annie have the nightlight? Why does Annie have the nightlight? Why is Annie exactly like Jack? Like, none of those questions are answered with there being the nightlight in my opinion. No, you're right. And like Annie's doing the it's exact same thing with the drugs that Jack did with the drugs. And this is what I mean by like me being frustrated with the book because I feel like there's something I'm missing. Yeah. Like we need a follow-up. Yeah. Like I, I, I need... I need a live video. Yeah. <laughs> I, I need Miss Ward to like give me a little bit of clarification. Like a novella. And you yeah. know what? I think that Katriana writes books very... Like, she plans ahead. Like, I don't think she's just going to write a bunch of random crap that she decides isn't really important in the end. Like, I think everything is important. Yeah. And I don't know if maybe, like, that's her whole point, is mm -hmm. she's kind of being like, oh, people know that that's how I write, so now I'm going to write a pointless book because the book is based on, like, fears of past experiences. Mm -hmm. And past experiences and fears surrounding that don't really matter. Mm-hmm. Well, there's also, you know what I'm saying? like, a lot of underlying, like, actual trauma issues that you had even mentioned when I came over earlier about, like, um, pressuring your children or, like, what yeah, was it you were saying? Yeah, so, so I heard uh, something that said, or I read something that said that this book takes a look at raising, like, children mm -hmm. based on your traumatic experiences at through childhood mm -hmm. so you almost like put this idea that your kids are going to turn out as psycho as you were or as a family member in your life was um because they have that like genetic component to them or they're starting to act a little weird or like whatever you know mm -hmm. and I think as like especially parents of like teenage kind of daughters I I don't know what it is with daughters like it's very like intense and it gets very like overwhelming because they like they go oh I experienced this when I was a teenager I don't want you to go through it so now I'm going to be overly overbearing and that's like a cycle that like women tend to go through mm -hmm. you know and I I do so I don't know if it was looking at like the relationship between like mother daughter sister mm -hmm. kind of thing and saying how like as a woman like your experience kind of like it can continue on, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Which then they broke the cycle, but then Annie's actually continuing the cycle. So it's very yeah. like... But then it's also this whole thing of like, did she have... Like, this? she had this weird love for Annie and this weird discomfort with Callie, but yeah. then we get this background of how she got Callie. Yeah. So I'm confused why there's that distaste for Callie and this love for Annie even because Annie is like no because Annie is hers and she doesn't think that she has the click or the click worked with her whereas Callie has Jack's brain and she saw what happened and to she the saw what happened but she never Jack. got to see what happened to the puppies that was the whole thing too right because the wolf ate the puppies or the coyote ate the puppies and the whole experiment was to see if the puppies would also like, if it the click would pass it down. It was a coyote. It wasn't. It was a Rottweiler. I thought it was the coyote that got pregnant. No. 
Okay. Well, regardless, because the coyote comes back in the very end. Yeah. So I thought it was the coyote. Kills asshole over there. <laughs> yeah. Irving. Yeah. Fuck that guy. So was that guy just like a toxic man? Yeah. Like was that just, was his whole purpose. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was awful and also like kind of like a pedophile. Yes. Because he was old. I was going to say, he was like, like. They were like teenagers, like 16, 17. Steal the sister. Yeah, like run away with her. Weird. And then when she was at the school, was he not a teacher at that school? Isn't that like not allowed? He was a professor. Yeah. Is that why when they pulled up to the house, when he dropped her off, he was like. Yeah. That was weird. Fucking scumbag so bizarre also i'm interested in like like what i was a little confused about powell powell yeah and what happened with him so and why did they kick him oh because he was giving her the drugs because drugs was the only way to (gasps) because trauma yeah because jack remembered all the trauma yeah rob didn't remember anything so then he got jack addicted to the drugs yeah kind of he was saying that the drugs stop him from wanting to kill people basically which is so funny because it's the opposite for a lot of people (laughs) drugs make them want to kill people yeah but then there was a whole thing about psilocybin yeah and i thought that and then that that was dropped like there was this whole thing where she was like they think i'm stupid i know what they're growing in the greenhouse it's psilocybin or whatever it's a drug that makes people hallucinate and see things and this and that was that like just a decoy like i don't understand why that was talked about and then never spoken about again and so much alluding to witchcraft there was so much talk about witchcraft and they were doing these weird rituals around the fire I thought there was going to be this whole sacrificial thing with the twins and, like, I their parents. I honestly thought that they were, like, cloned. I thought they were cloned, and that's what uh, everyone was coming to study. They were coming to study them, and the and all the dogs were also clones. They're cloning dogs. Yeah. And that's why they were, like, tapping into their brain and seeing if they could control the dogs. Mm-hmm. I just feel like... Them. This one was almost too confusing. It was a little confusing. Like, I, I feel like I'm I love still you, lost. Catriona. Please don't be mad at us. <laughs> I love you so much. We are genius girlies. We are just <laughs> having a hard time with this one. I'm not saying I didn't like it, and I'm not... Like, I, I want to it. know. That's what's I, frustrating me, is I want to like, know what's going on. Every single person that I talk to, I'm like, you have to read The Last House on Needless Street. Like, yeah. I'm like, so, like, it is the most iconic... But I also literature. don't want to, like, be that person... That, like, holds her to that one thing she did that one time, you know? And, like, I don't want to compare all of her work to that. Is she just writing this completely different because people expected something where it all comes together in the end? And she goes, oh, it comes together, but, like, not in the way that you think. And also, like, yeah. what the fuck is going on? But that's why I'm, like, also, like, maybe this like, one's am I a little too... <laughs> yeah. Maybe this one's a little too literature for me that I, it's, like, I'm completely missing the point. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but, like, I feel like it's not... Books where I'm like, I do not understand are like high, high fantasy or super sci-fi where I'm just like lost in the sauce. Like, like the world is a little too, there's too much world building. Mm. I'm a little confused, mm-hmm. right? Like an, uh, like political yeah situations. Yeah. Lost. I have yeah. no, like, I have no clue what's going on. But like with these kind of books where it was very, it was a simple story from start to finish. But then there's all the stuff with Arrowwood that's never really explained. Because that, they only say that it's her way of processing her emotions. Yes, but it relates to the story somehow at it the does. same time. But also Arrowwood was all about witches and witchcraft. Yeah. So... I didn't really pick up on the witchcraft really being like it was spoken so much. I know, but like I figured it was just because they were kind of like hippies and like doing their own little thing. But it wasn't people being like, oh, like yeah, a couple times people said something about like, oh, you're in a cult. Like her whole series of her like helping her escape that was still related to her life was about witchcraft. And then there was all the talk about the witch trials and how the the psilocybin, which was what they were growing in the shed, oh, yeah. when they did all those witch trials and they were killing women back in the day was actually just because they had this poisoning from psilocybin, which is a mushroom, and that they were hallucinating. Maybe that's what Annie was putting in her lamp to kill. No, it was Rob's pills. Mm. 
That's what she said at the end. It wasn't Rob's pills. It was Irving's pills. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I have to be right at least a little. Yeah, it was Irving's pills. <laughs> but I don't understand what made but her sick in the first place. they weren't even the pills, though. That she said she swallowed blue Tic Tacs. She took the pills. And stored them. And stored them. To kill the neighbor. Okay, fine. How are you going to take the neighbor <laughs> pills? I don't know how she's expecting to kill her with that. I know. I need a follow-up. Yeah, me I too. I need a novella tied yeah. together. When it ended, I was kind of like, huh? I only have one highlight. May I read it? I also have one highlight. I thought I had more. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, we're moving on to reviews and then reviews slash highlights oh sorry highlights slash plot points okay the only one i <laughs> highlighted was callie saying i'm so tired already and i'm only 12 <laughs> i was like same girl <laughs> that that's is really funny that's the only one i have um see and this is what i'm saying like i think the whole point of this book is dealing with trauma yeah and like you will be, even if you, you know, figure shit out and do the white picket fence and all this stuff, like, it creeps up on you. That's why also it's always mentioned, like, the maggots is a whole thing. Yeah. And that was something that she was in the cage with a bunch of maggots when she was a kid. Right? Yeah. Anyways, this highlight is a popular one. It says, it's possible to feel the horror of something and to accept it um, all at the same time. How else could we cope with being alive? Yeah. I so remember it's like, that one. Um, oh, and then this one, which I, which is why someone, this is why the person was saying it is a, like, almost very abrupt mirror being held up to, like, parenting and, like, dealing with your own trauma versus parenting, whatever, is in the note that says kids are mirrors reflecting back everything that happens to them. You've got to make sure that they're surrounded by good things. Yeah. So it's like... So that's the whole point, her being like, even though you come from a fucked up family and you have fucked up genes and all this shit is going on, you're, you know, in this horrible, you know, relationship and blah, 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 right? Like, surround your kids with good things or else that's how they are going to become, like, fucked up. That's how they're going to be mirrors. And that's why she's like, oh, Callie isn't against me. She's just always around Irving, who fucking hates me. Yeah. And, like, is doing all this stuff. Yeah. So, like, on, no, on that exact note, I had made a note, um, on page 19, um, there's a mention, and I wrote this down because I felt like this would be a big theme, mention of how the mind slash body will edit memories, um, she was speaking about childbirth in particular, to protect you. So, like, for example, when you give birth, you go through all this pain, but then your brain will make you forget all the pain so that you want to reproduce again. So, she was literally talking about how when she was pregnant with Annie, does she mention being pregnant with Callie? No, because Callie's Jack's but she daughter. No, because she had a Callie first. She had Callie first, but then she... Uh, yeah, so she was pregnant with Callie. So, yeah, if she yeah, even yeah. mentioned being pregnant with Callie, it would still make sense. Okay, yeah. never mind. Um, <laughs> but she was just talking about how, like, when she was pregnant, blah, blah, blah. She didn't want to do it again. But then, like, her mind was like, forget that. It was fine. And then she ended up getting pregnant again. So she was talking about how interesting it is that the brain will, like, edit our thoughts and feelings and emotions to, like, continue on with life. And, and I, I thought, thought that would be an important What I thought theme. was a really interesting, like, theme in it, and it was kind of interesting to read, was, like, the resentment that she felt towards her family. Yeah. And Jack, I found yeah. that really, like powerful and interesting to read mm-hmm. and i genuinely thought that she was gonna kill jack to be honest like fair enough that bitch deserved it at that point but like but we don't know if she did well yeah she fucked her boyfriend like but the boyfriend fucked that her. was crazy my yeah. jaw dropped at that scene Me too i was like <gasps> what's interesting is that um she is so against listening to mia and Falcon's advice when it comes to Irving, Irving because they know he's a piece of shit. Yeah. And she's like, nope, everything's fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it only comes back around when she finds out Jack is pregnant. Yeah. Well, and then he, like, takes off, whatever. But she breaks up with him and then finds out Jack's pregnant. But she's, she's so like, determined, like, not to let her family see that there's anything wrong. Yeah, that's why she's like, oh, I'm going to, like, get pregnant. And then she's like, oh, my God, that's such a good idea. Yeah. And um, I guess, like, if we're just breaking down 
minus like not understanding certain themes that I thought that she was trying to put in the book, it truly is just a book about trauma. Yeah, it's and a like good book about trauma too. It is like if you're because just I feel like, okay. This oh, sorry. I was gonna say <laughs> if you're just like maybe the reason that I feel like <clears throat> fucky wucky about the book is because I. Am like expecting there to be yeah, something you else underlying. Dive. You want a deep dive. Well, I'm expecting there to be something else that I'm missing, but maybe there, that's the whole point. Like, there is nothing you're missing. It's just trauma fucks you up and it's fucked up. And that's that. You know what? I, there's a lot of books that are like very <clears throat> trauma based, like just sad book, you know? I don't mm-hmm. know. There's a couple books that's just a straight up trauma dump. Yeah. And it's just supposed to like ignite a feeling in you and it's just not very like good. Yeah. You know? But I thought with this one, it was it was very, like, it was a good look at trauma, and it was very realistic. Because I yeah. think people who experience really bad childhood trauma, obviously, maybe not to, like, their, you know, the character's extent, but, like, just really bad trauma and then a really weird kind of sheltered childhood. You, when you're an adult, after you've experienced all this trauma, you kind of just want to live a normal life. And from the outside, you're a very normal person. But then, like, from the inside and your own inner dialogue is kind of twisted. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's not really talked about in, like, common literature or common, like, media. Yeah. Like, it's more like trauma. Which is, yeah. like, funny, and I like that. Or it's, like... Oh, I'm dying. Oh, my family fucking died or whatever. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. like so dramatic. Whereas in reality, it's very like normal. It's like, oh, surface. someone died. You have work on Monday. So yeah, like, like on the surface, it's very normal. Yeah. But then you're like underlying kind of inner dialogue is where it's twisted and kind of fucked up. And like she's very never, much like Rob. And she never got to process anything that happened to her either no and she doesn't even like really remember the things that happened and i think what's interesting too is i thought for the most of the past they were like nine or ten yeah and they were like 17 18 19 20 yeah but the, that's what was crazy too is i feel like they were so sheltered and this is where i thought the dogs kind of connected because otherwise they were almost pointless in my opinion but i felt like what connected the dogs to the story was it was like obviously a representation of Jack and Callie being in this from a really shitty, crappy, terrible environment Mm -hmm. that made them aggressive and crazy and then just overly sheltering them and then, like, not letting them leave those four walls. And I understand that the parents were kind of trying to protect Jack and Rob by, like, putting them in Sundial and, like, not letting them leave. But, like, it ended up almost making things worse because when they did get out in the real world like rob for example ended up in all these terrible situations because she never got to experience anything until like she was 20 so -hmm. like then she gets out there and the first guy she meets is an awful piece of shit but he makes her feel something so she like ends up with this terrible awful guy and she doesn't want to listen to what her parents have to say because they've been telling her what to do her entire life so obviously she wants to do the only thing they're telling her not to do and like she didn't even want to leave sundial but because her sister wanted to leave she wanted to leave and she wanted what her sister couldn't have and it was just like nothing she did she wanted to do which is i think another you know what i just i just had a little epiphany yeah of just like a a a theory okay but like what if rob was actually the psychopath the whole time well she was the murderer she was the one who killed two people. She was the crazy one. I know, but like, what if she killed like Falcon and Mia and her sister? But her and it memories wasn't the dog. and her. And then, like, because. Um, oh my God. Oh like, my God. I have chills. You might be on to that. Because Jack said that she had to irritate her in order to get her to have that violent response. And it was right after they told her about her childhood, dog, because she didn't remember it. Michelle, I think that's (laughs) it. No, I think that's it. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Because, like, was there even a dog? Like, that evil pregnant dog? How did the dog escape? 
Because she said Jack let her out. Jack opened the door, let her out, and pulled on her tail to irritate her. But she said the whole point was to irritate and the she, subject. And she let Rob out. She got Rob out yeah. of Sundial. Ooh, see, I'm getting goosebumps now, too. I think that's it. <laughs> no, I think that's it. And if that's it, that just made this book a 10 out of fucking 10 for me. And this is what I meant. But there was something I felt like I was missing. I think that's fucking it. And I'm not kidding. That's got to be it. <laughs> right? Like, that's what I... Because I'm kind of like... Because what also is, like, making me confused, too, is that when they first get to Sundial, she tells um, uh, Callie to go say hi to Falcon and Mia, who have yes. graves on the thing. But she never tells her to go say hi to Jack, who's supposed to be buried under the fucking rose bush, allegedly. If Jack... Or, you know what I mean? I kind of was like, what? Remember when they wasn't first, it their mom? Yeah, but like that's what Jack made up because Jack was protecting Cat. Uh, yeah, I Rob actually my one time. my one highlight, which has to mean something, is <laughs> mother died, but that's okay. She's still here. Jack says her name was Lily, and she smelled of lilies. She's in the stones of the house, and everything we grow and eat and raise. I feel like the mom has a deeper meaning. Yeah, I think so too. Because even, but I think it's, no, no, no. I think what the meaning of it is, is that Jack and Mia and Falcon all created this lovely, perfect world for Rob to live in. Yeah. Because Jack remembered all the shit. Which is the shelter. And Rob was really, really violent And that's why the snip worked on her. Yeah, and, like, Rob, like, stabbed Jack in the head. So, yeah. like, she already had... The, she tried to kill Mia with the wire. Yeah. Like, she already And she had already kill killed two all. people before then. So, it's kind of like... Do you think she killed the other kids? Because they were... Oh, the maybe. the puppy mill that they were in oh, or yeah. whatever? Maybe. I thought they, half of them were sold anyways to, like, pedophiles. I don't know. And, or is that just what they told her? I don't know. Because that's why, like, I think... Because I also didn't understand the whole, like, lunchbox thing. Why is Jack writing this shit and then, like, putting it in? And it's because she's trying to keep her from the truth because it's talking about their childhood. And then... um and then explain. So like she's always mad at Jack because Jack is always mean to her. But Jack's like, you're a fucking psychopathic killer child. Like, yeah, you bitch. And then, like... Because it, I don't know, so worked out. I don't know. I think she, because it just, I don't know. The whole dog thing at the end, like, I was like, I don't know. And she opens all the doors to, like, let other animals come in and, like, eat on their bodies and stuff. Like, she did that. When she left, after the dog killed everybody, dog killed everybody, she opened all the doors and, like, let them kind of rot there and get like eaten a little bit so when the police showed up she was like oh no to like kind of send them off her trail mm-hmm. you think it <laughs> i'm just like should i read some reviews <laughs> maybe i cracked the code Look at me go. I was just trying to find the thing when it goes back to, um, cause I went to the, is there a hidden twist in Sundial, whatever. Yeah. I was trying to find what, um, people were saying about Arrowwood portion. I think Rob is really Jack at the end, blah, blah, blah. Switch. Uh, uh oh yeah. The taste of soda. We never really fully understood. No, because that was the about that was just a childhood trauma. But was the taste of soda when she started feeling like she wanted to kill someone? Yeah, when she was feeling very violent. Yeah, she was put back in that place, and she kept like doing it to Callie, and scaring Callie. And now that we know Callie's like the normal one. Yeah. Because Callie ended up being the normal one, and Andy, Annie ended up being the psychopath, and Annie is Annie fully is, robs. Yeah. Because also it's an unreliable narrator, so yeah. really... Yeah, because from be one narrator, and that's and this is something I've actually told my therapist about, which like pisses me off about my childhood, is that everyone in my life is unreliable source of like my childhood. Yeah. So like I... 
right now in this like situation relate to Rob in a sense where everything everyone told yeah, me, I don't like, know if it's true or not. Yeah. I have no idea what happened to me. Yeah. Everyone who's ever told me anything was either trying to protect me or is a pathological liar. And like everyone has a different version of what happened. Yeah. And I was too young to know. So like I have zilch clue. You should go to like a hypnotist. My therapist has like stated like we've talked about doing um a type of therapy that basically like makes it kind of hypnotized but i but he's like do you want to remember do i i was two yeah well i mean between like two and six i guess i don't really remember (laughs) (laughs) Um, i'm gonna read some reviews how weird is too weird question mark this is a two-star review I'm keeping this brief and sans synopsis because this author just wasn't for me. <gasps> How dare you say that about Catriona? I found Sundial fantastical, overly long and slow, with the last half descending into the equivalent of a drug-induced haze. Maybe that's a point. Once you stripped away the surrealism, the dreamlike pro- prose, and the nonsensical metaphors, I reckon there was only one good twist. The rest have been done before, including the ending. (laughs) And did every character have to be so strange and unhinged? (laughs) Except that they were all damaged souls, souls, but still, come on. It just wasn't realistic or relatable. Why the fuck would you want to be relatable to this kind of book? You're reading a horror genre, my dude. Yeah, psychological horror at that. (laughs) I'm not going to count the experiments on dogs, as horrible as they were, against the author, as I was warned via Friends Reviews, Yet I still chose to read this, so I have only myself to blame. And if I had to... Okay. And if that had have been the only part I hated, I would have overlooked it as it was relevant to the plot. But sadly, the dog's parts were just the tip of the iceberg of things I found wrong with this book. Consider the high ratings this one's receiving. There are plenty of readers who enjoy this book, but I'm afraid I can't recommend this title. Because dogs are going to experiment. Bro, it's a book. Also, you want to read... Um, Fucking Tender as the Tender Flesh? Tender as the Flesh. That's exactly what I was thinking about when you were saying <laughs> that. Like, also, there is nothing like described in this book that I was like, ew, that's so disturbing. No, me neither. They were given the dog shots and like they didn't okay, explain see. anything. This one says, happy publication day. I take small bites of an apple in the shape of a circle. I really like that part too. The apple oh, conversation. Yeah, that was cute. Uh, don't read Apple. Robin Jack will help. Sundial is a psychological horror at its best. If you love The Last House on Needless Street, Catriona Ward delivers another unbelievably disturbing story <clears throat> about an extremely dysfunctional family. Warnings and a blah, blah, blah. Rob leads a normal life in the suburbs. Blah, 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 blah. Let's see. A lot of I the... I highly recommend... Okay, okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm just going to say a lot of the reviews you were trying to find were yeah. like so I think because a lot of people got like early access. These are the shorter ones. Okay, I highly recommend that you pay attention to the trigger warnings on this book, as it is very dark and gruesome, in caps, and difficult to read at times. Okay. Uh, are we fucked up? Because I, I didn't find this hard to read at all. don't bother you, then buckle up for a very... <laughs> we're like, childhood trauma! Piece of cake. I was Dogs like, this, being it, it blows my mind that people read this and were like, this is too, too disturbing. <laughs> Uh, one like, day in my reading, life we're reading tenders the flesh and i'm like i was felt it feeling like a little nauseous <laughs> wasn't bad but like you know i, I didn't want to eat turkey, turkey. <laughs> yeah i looked at a turkey leg and was like <laughs> okay and then just ate it anyways okay hold on um <laughs> Okay, buckle up for a very original plot with plenty of twists and turns that'll make your head spin. The crazy dysfunctional dynamic between Rob and Irving is reminiscent of Samantha Downing. I don't know who that is. It's cringeworthy at times, but I could not look away. Many parts of the plot are over the top, but I enjoyed it nonetheless. I am excited to see Ward, what Ward will come up with next. Four to five stars. This girl's name is Michelle. That's a good name. This is a three star. Um, I know I'm in the majority here, but I found Sundial a little disappointing. I loved The Last House on Needless Street because it kept me guessing. Sundial, however, I found slow, draggy, and nowhere near as clever as I wanted it to be. Some of the twists I saw coming, some I didn't, but the first 175 pages were a chore that I pushed through while hoping for a big firework ending that would make it worthwhile. It didn't. On the plus side, the writing was great and the story was unique. 
though definitely not for me. I see a lot of you would love it. This person said, wow! This is five stars. This is Brandon. <laughs> oh my god, hold on. I literally follow this guy on TikTok. Do you really? Yeah. Let me see. This. Do you recognize this guy? He... He, I've seen him before, but I, don't I have him. to see if he he was the one that review that I was like last also knew this year. He said it was amazing. That's so funny. <laughs> okay, let's see what this guy says. Okay, he says, um, oh my god. Okay, wow, that was wild. I highly recommend this if you weren't able to get into the last house on Lee the street as as it is a more straightforward story, but still has a few twists and turns, and it was what? dark, especially the end which I did not see coming. You might want to skip this if you can't handle animal, animal violence or cruelty, but damn, this was intense. Maybe we are overthinking it. Okay, this person is a five stars, and I gotta know. Rarely I, do, I give five stars for a psychological horror book, but Sundial definitely delivered. Sundial centers around a dysfunctional family, Rob, Arvin, and Ma. When Callie starts having a struggle, um, Sundial Strange Compound, okay, it's honestly best to go into Sundial somewhat blind. I enjoyed the book immensely, and I was sucked in the further I read. Sundial had twists and turns throughout, and I loved the ending. Definitely unexpected. Highly recommend to fans of horror, fiction, and psychological thrillers. A must-read. Maybe we read it too close to The Last House on Needless Street. Like, we're going deep dive. But I like my, like, thing. No, I like it, too. But I'm also, like, already I'm, gonna, I'm DMing Katriona right now. I'm being like, I, we just have say, to... hey, sis! <laughs> are you DMing her on Lude Literature? Yeah. Like, hey, sis, we just have some questions. If you wouldn't mind coming on a podcast with us and answering some of our questions about your latest book. Um, okay, that's all the things I have. Where the fuck is Katriona Words? Where is she? Where um, is it? We have to give our ratings and reviews. Okay, I would give it... Uh, I would give it a four out of five. Me too. Uh, yeah, me too. Yeah, because I, I do want to, like, almost reread it just so that I can, like, further understand it. And I love Michelle's thing. And if that is true, five out of five. Yeah. Uh, but I do feel like I maybe, like, was trying too hard. When I read this book. <laughs> Us trying too hard? <laughs> um, I relate to Rob's character. I think it's insane that people think that this is too, like... Violent. Too disgusting. violent and too trigger And, like, I get that she, like, beat the shit and, out of her husband and killed him. But stabbed he was a... He deserved it. I was like, yeah! Same. Yeah! I was rooting her on. And then even, like, with... Have you watched Barbarian? No. Okay. Is it good? It's a movie. <laughs> I'm just gonna relate something, but it would spoil a movie. Don't worry. Is it? I don't like gruesome movies. Gruesome books is fine. There's only one gruesome scene in it, at the end. It doesn't have anything to do with fingernails. I don't fuck with fingernails. No. Okay. That's <laughs> fine. Eyes. Broke. Oh, eyes. Broken bones. No. Uh, okay. It's fine. just go into the movie blind because it's fucked. I've heard that it's pretty good. I went into a blind. I it was I was expecting one thing, got a complete other thing. A wild. It was a wild ride. Did you have a good time? It's also about motherhood. Motherhood? Hmm. <laughs> just watch it. Okay. Okay. Um anyway, your rating is four out of five. Yeah. What would you rate the smut? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Um, the one dick riding scene for, with, uh, Robin Oh, yeah. Irving. I forgot. Yeah, like, two. <laughs> one and a half, um, if I'm being honest. Uh, Ward is still right the fuck up there in authors that I really Honestly, respect. Honestly, she's a, her, okay, I have two new, it's called Auto-Buy. Auto-Buy? Yeah. Mm, okay. Me too. No. <laughs> um, an Auto-Buy author. Autobiography? What oh the God. fuck are you, you trying to say? Shut up. You said autobi. <laughs> does that not sound like short for, for autobiography? No. Oh, yeah, it does. Yeah, suck no, my auto. Dick. I, it's called an autobi. <laughs> B U Y, bitch. Oh! <laughs> yeah, so like auto, automatic. 
yeah, purchase. Like they put something out, I'm you, buying yeah. it. They say, oh, new book coming out, and you go, I'm down. Yeah. Here's my Say no more. Yeah. You just take Her my pen. and Tessa Bailey are my new ones. Oh, yeah. I will fucking anything Tessa Bailey writes. Uh, speaking of Tessa Bailey, next week we are reviewing Happenstance Woo! by Tessa Bailey, I'm which so just came out November 7th. 7th. So ah! go buy it right now. Ah, can I'm, we get the boo? it's actually so fucking good you guys like i i love how we're doing like really traumatic (laughs) fucked up books and then tessa bailey (laughs) romantic porn we're like tender as the flesh (laughs) tessa bailey yay Yay! and then it's like sundial tessa bailey Anyways, it's it's really good. I'm halfway through. I can't wait. Take my hands. We need to tell them that they can now go and subscribe to us on YouTube. Whee! Oh yeah. Um, Rose if you worked real hard on her day off. Oh she did God. a good job. I was popping my pussy, getting all this shit together. Gus she edited. Really said, "I'm gonna pull my weight <laughs> <laughs> today." <laughs> too too far <laughs> listen rich <laughs> listen what pull i'm gonna i'm gonna talk to my therapist about this why <laughs> you made me sad <laughs> it's fine i love doing everything <laughs> i'm no i'm serious it's fine i like it <laughs> No, I'm just joking. Actually, no, I'm glad that you set up the YouTube, though, because I'm not good at those things. And also, you taught me to do Patreon stuff. So, if it wasn't yeah, for you... Yeah, because who was doing it before, pulling all the weight? <gasps> I run the social media accounts. Okay. And the Patreon. Okay. I got all the files and shit and notes ready. Hmm. I don't <laughs> think so. <laughs> Anyways, we're going to go fight and then have <laughs> angry sex together. Makeup sex. The yeah, best yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To victory. Follow us on Instagram. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at Literature. Follow us on Twitter at Lude underscore Literature. So oh, yeah, what's the um, YouTube name? Lude Literature. Just Lude Literature. Yeah. Is it new? <laughs> like is it a new account it's the same account that we've been um oh, okay, okay. yeah yeah using because I, I was like i thought our account already is literature yeah and then i and then i went i don't know how to find i don't know i don't know how to find it i think you have to go youtube.com slash at literature but i'm not sure anyway i'll go on to youtube and search in the bar lewd literature no it doesn't work because we don't have any videos oh. nothing comes up yeah, the channel will come up. No, it doesn't. I did it. She never believes me. I just I just don't honestly believe you. Yeah, I don't. That makes <laughs> no sense. Why wouldn't it do that? Because it's people giving, like, lewd reviews on books. Uh, but what if you filter it? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you, you are right. Oh, books oh she said it. That make me horny. Yeah, that was the first one that came up too. Don't promote her. 209k? I know, that's what I'm saying. We need to do a video like that. Fuck this, but... We have some fun fucking video ideas. So go follow us on fucking YouTube. Yeah, um, we're, YouTube. We're, you can't find us. <laughs> go follow us, but like... It. No, but our YouTube does launch in December. Whoop. Which is in the weeks. And uh, we're moving the podcast over there, so... You can watch us and be like, wow, they're so funny and cool. And hot and sexy. And then there's also going to be, like, little, like, other, like, fun little, like, videos, not just... Other, like, like fun, like, little, like... <laughs> the way you said it. Oh. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you do need to talk to your therapist, because you shouldn't have apologized for that. Stand your ground. No, I upset you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, to Valor. If you can't come in her, come on her. This is Luke Literature, bitch. I think they're turned on right now. <laughs> <laughs>